Welcome to the Renewing the Center podcast. My name is Chris McDaniel, and we want to thank you for joining us today. Here at Renewing the Center, we're answering God's call to work for the spiritual renewal of the church. For more information, visit renewingthecenter.org. We're glad to have you with us today. Now, let's make some space for God's renewing work. Last week, we explored the person and nature of the Holy Spirit. I would encourage you to go back and listen if you've not had an opportunity to do so. I think these episodes here on the person and work of the Spirit are definitely building on one another. We also had our first spiritual practice led by my wife, Karen, and it's such a good opportunity for us to grow, not only in our knowledge of who the Holy Spirit is and what He does, but also our experience of the Spirit. And so we hope you'll track with us over these next days and weeks. So over the next number of days, we are going to be exploring a number of things that the Holy Spirit does. It felt very important for us to speak about the person and nature of the Spirit and then unpack what the Holy Spirit does. And so that's where we're going to head today and over actually the rest of this next week. Y'all, it is such a joy to share this truth with you. Uh, The work of the Holy Spirit and the person of the Holy Spirit is so very near and dear to our hearts. And I believe that after we spend a little bit of time here reflecting on these beautiful truths from the Bible, uh, we're all going to grow and be more aware of the Spirit's work and more uh, energized by what the Holy Spirit is bringing into our lives. So today, I'm going to reflect on a number of things that the Holy Spirit does. Uh, these are items in the Spirit's job description, if you will. And so my hope, as we unpack some of this truth, and I'm going to use a lot of scripture uh, to, to point out what the Holy Spirit does, my hope is that we'll begin to be more and more cognizant or aware of the work of the Spirit, and we'll attribute the Spirit's work to the Holy Spirit, rather than just thinking, oh, well, look at that, something good happen in my life. I think sometimes we need to know the Spirit's working so that we can learn to spot more and more of what the Spirit's doing. So let's just jump right in. The first thing I want to reflect on, it's a part of the Spirit's job description, is the Holy Spirit brings order out of chaos. So if you go back to the very beginning of our Bibles, Genesis 1 verses 1 through 2, so the very first sentences in the Holy Bible say say this, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. So whenever you read about water in the Bible, Old or New Testament, water represents chaos, uncertainty, overwhelming nature. See, the Jews were not sea explorers. We like to joke sometimes at Trinity that the Jewish people were not Vikings. They did not take to the wild seas and explore the earth. And so for the Jews who were land-loving people, water in the scripture always represents, almost always represents uncertainty, chaos, and overwhelming circumstances. And so when we're told at the beginning that the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of a formless, empty surface of the deep. What we're told at the very beginning of our Bible is that the Holy Spirit is able to hover over the chaos of life and bring order out of that chaos. Now, you know what happens at the beginning of the Bible, right? The, the formless void gives way to land and sea, shape and definition, people, animals, night, day, The Holy Spirit actually brings this order and peace out of the chaos. And similarly, the same Holy Spirit today, one of the Spirit's job descriptions in your life and mine is to bring order and peace into chaotic lives, freeing us from harmful habits, addictions, 
from confusion, from fear, from the things that plague our hearts and minds and our lives that clutter up our lives and make us feel like our life is kind of formless and void. One of the jobs of the Holy Spirit is to actually begin to bring a sense of cohesion and coherence to bear in your life. So I just want to ask you, there's an invitation here for us to look at the chaotic places in our lives and remember that the Holy Spirit is able to brood over, hover over the surface of those chaotic places and bring life to bear. So where do you feel overwhelmed? Y'all, that's where the Holy Spirit wants to be. See, sometimes we get into the most trouble and we behave the most inappropriately when we behave as if we're all alone, as if we have to do something about the things that overwhelm us. When we act as if the Holy Spirit isn't looking to access the overwhelming circumstance or the anxiety that we're facing. See, the Holy Spirit, just as he brought land and definition out of that chaos, the Spirit wants to do the same thing in your life and mine. And when I think about this pandemic and all that's associated with it, I can see a clear invitation for God to show up, for the Holy Spirit to show up in the middle of the chaos. But guys, we have to invite the Spirit. Some of us were raised in homes where we were taught to um, have our act together. And if we didn't have our act together, to just pretend like it or fake it until we could get our act together. And one of the jobs of the Holy Spirit, and frankly, something we miss when we don't acknowledge that we're overwhelmed, one of the jobs of the Spirit is to bring order out of the chaos. But guys, we have to actually invite the Spirit into those places that feel chaotic. We have a part to play. I believe that the invitation for you and me is to learn how to slow down, to learn how to notice God's work in the midst of the chaos. And that's your job and mine, is to learn how to notice, to learn how to invite God into the places where we feel overwhelmed. So the Holy Spirit brings order out of chaos. The second thing I want to tell you, uh, talk to you about that the Holy Spirit does, a part of his job description, is the Holy Spirit brings power and joy into our lives. Y'all, there is power for living that is available to us via the person and work of the Holy Spirit. Here's what Acts 1.8 says. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. See, power to live the life that God has called you to live, that comes from the Holy Spirit. See, we're not meant to live our lives with a kind of white-knuckled grit and determination. And so often we've been taught this. We actually believe that it's down to us to live our lives in our own strength, to get by on our own efforts. And one of the things that we miss when we don't think about the person and work of the Spirit, the job description of the Spirit, is that you and me were meant to be recipients of power. This is very important. The Holy Spirit doesn't take away our personality or our uh, strengths or our um, our approach or temperament. The Holy Spirit energizes our personality, our temperament. The Holy Spirit's not going to look to make you someone else. The Holy Spirit is going to make you you, but you empowered and quickened so that you can be more than you would be on your own strength. But it's not just power. There's also joy here. Acts 13 verse 52 says this, The disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. Y'all, I think we need this now more than ever before. Our lives are so hard right now. There's so much uncertainty, so much trouble, so much difficulty. And yet, our life with God, even in the midst of difficulty, y'all, they were experiencing major persecution in the book of Acts, but they were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. God wants your life, even in this uncertain circumstance, 
this time of pandemic and racial unrest and political upheaval. He wants your life to be marked by joy, hope, and the anticipation of God's empowering work in you. The Holy Spirit brings joy. The Holy Spirit brings power. A third thing I want to reflect upon that's in the job description of the Holy Spirit is the, the, the Holy Spirit is able to bring freedom from bondage and oppression into our lives. If you'll remember in Luke 4, Jesus gets up uh, when he preaches that first sermon and he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, that he's anointed me to bring good news, to preach release to the captives, freedom to the oppressed. When we look at Samson in the Old Testament in Judges 14 and again in Judges 16, we see that God, the Holy Spirit, empowered Samson to break physical bonds. And what we know when we read our Bibles is that what was true physically in the Old Testament is oftentimes true spiritually in the era of the New Testament and the modern era. And what we see in the Old Testament is that the Holy Spirit would come upon people and give them power to break bonds and oppression. See, I've experienced in my own life watching my mom and dad be delivered from a lifestyle of drug addiction and alcohol addiction. I've seen the Holy Spirit deliver people I love from bondage and oppression. And I just want to say to you that today, if you're facing some form of oppression, and it might be something really debilitating, something really embarrassing to you, or maybe it's one of those more socially acceptable forms of depression, uh, or oppression, too, too much social media, too, too much food, too much whatever. Y'all, one of the jobs of the Holy Spirit is to actually make us free, not just joyful free, but free from things that would bind us. That's one of the jobs of the Holy Spirit. But guys, if we don't know that the Holy Spirit has come to do this, we won't stop and think to ask him. The Holy Spirit wants to make you free from the things that chain you or hold you back. The next thing I want to say is connected to that. The Holy Spirit has come to purify our hearts and our lives so that we would live holy before God. Maybe you've lived your life trying to be good. You know, some of us were, were taught uh, by our parents or our grandparents or at church growing up that um, God wants good boys and good girls. And then we get further into life and we realize that in our own strength, we're not good. We, we don't do the things we wish we would do, and we end up doing things we don't want to do. That, that's what Paul said in Romans, and that's true of you and me. But one of the jobs of the Holy Spirit is to actually purify our hearts, to, to make us clean. One of our foundational verses here at Renewing the Sinner comes from Ezekiel where God says, I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. Do you hear that? God says, I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow decrees and be careful to keep the law of God. Do you see that we're not meant to follow the decrees of God and keep the law of God in our own strength? It's not a personal righteousness that springs up within me. The Holy Spirit inside of us moves us to become increasingly like Jesus. One of the ways that the Holy Spirit does this purifying work is through conviction. And that word is uh, such a controversial word for so many Christians. The, the conviction feels sometimes heavy and hard, like we do something wrong and then we feel a feeling of conviction. We feel guilty, right? That's one of the jobs of the Holy Spirit. But there's something I have to say here, a distinction that has to be made. There's a fundamental 
difference, distinction between conviction and shame. See, conviction from the Holy Spirit is that prick in your heart when you sin. We say a careless word or you engage in a reckless behavior or you do something or say something or think something that you know is not pleasing to God and edifying to people. Conviction is when you feel an invitation to admit that and move forward, to repent, to rethink, to, to, to own and admit your mistake. But shame drives us further into hiding. See, conviction says, the Holy Spirit says, you've done something wrong. But shame says you are someone bad. Do you see the difference there? One of the jobs that the Holy Spirit wants to bring to bear in our lives is inviting us to move forward when we failed. See, many of us, we go further into hiding when we fail. And I just want to say that's not the work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit always is inviting you and me to grow. One of the jobs of the Spirit is to purify our hearts so that we become increasingly, um, we become increasingly uh, resistant to the temptation to hide. Think about the very beginning of our Bible. As soon as the first human family sinned, what did they do? They hid. And then God came looking for them, and they were hiding. And they were trying to cover their shame with leaves that would never hold up. One of the jobs of the Holy Spirit is to actually purify our hearts through repentance and forgiveness, but that'll only happen when we allow his conviction to come to bear in our lives. Let's go back in just a moment here before we finish to Acts chapter 2, the, the beginning of, of the Holy Spirit's ministry in the church when the Holy Spirit comes on the day of Pentecost. One of the manifestations of the Spirit that day was tongues of fire, right? Purifying fire. Fire is a purifying agent. Holiness lives right at the very heart of the work of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit has come, in part, to make you look more like Jesus. So today, um, I've put a number of things in front of you. Order out of chaos, power and joy into our lives, freedom from bondage and oppression, and purification. These are all characteristics of the work of the Holy Spirit. And my prayer for us is that we would begin to tend more and more to the work of the Spirit so that we recognize God's work when it's happening in our lives. God bless you. Let's pray, and then I'll turn you loose. Holy Spirit, we invite you to come. We invite you to come close to us and hover over the places of chaos. We invite you to set us free, to bring joy, power into our lives. We pray, God, that you would purify our hearts. We thank you for your work, and we ask that it would continue in Jesus' name. Amen. As we end, remember, our goal is to learn to reflect on and respond to God's renewing work in our everyday lives. So take some time to recall an idea or image that encouraged or challenged you in this episode. Carry this with you into your day as a conversation starter between you and God. Allow him to show you how it connects to your life right now. What does he want you to know or do? And how will you respond? Thanks for listening. We look forward to having you back with us here next time at Renewing the Center. <laughs>